0: 僕ら Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Animation. I'm your host here, Josh Dunham, part of the ADD, the Anime Digital Dysfunction Network. Uh, You can also find me up at Anime3000.com and um, so with those plugs out of the way, let's get going on the show. News has been really, really skimpy and uh, (laughs) I want to apologize before the show even really gets going because honestly, the show I'm about to review, I kind of just watched it last second. You know, I was like, oh, I need something to review. Oh, I've got one episode left, so let's watch this and then review it. So hopefully, you know, that can be entertaining enough, but there's no news. So it's going to be kind of a slow news segment, and I just want to warn you, so that way you're not sitting here going, well, when's the exciting thing going to kick in? And it's going to be, you know, it's going to continue to be a slow news week pretty much until Otakon is passed, the way I figure it, because... AX is done, you know, we've got all our great announcements about title acquisitions and You know industry what's going to be going on and all that sort of thing, you know And Oticon we might get one or two big ones there Maybe not, you know, there may be nothing, but the thing is Probably won't get anything more until all the conventions pass so as unfortunate as that may be that's kind of the way it is. I do have a couple other, th- uh, a couple things, though, that are semi-interesting. Um, remember that whole deal where back when One Piece was being simulcasted by Funimation and some pirates, or hackers, whatever you want to call them, ended up posting the episode before it was even aired in Japan for fan subs. Well, it's happened again. The episodes have been posted of, what was it, Naruto... Occult Academy, and uh, some other series. I forget their names, but Sengoku Basura 2, I think, was on there. But there are several episodes of uh, different anime, some rather popular anime and some new ones, that leaked that were leaked onto YouTube before they were even aired in Japan. And, of course, the user's profile who uploaded all this stuff has been disabled, but yet, last I heard, according to ANN... The videos are still up for viewing so I don't want to say go watch it because that'd be directly supporting pirating and this is I mean this is blatant pirating in the worst form you know when it's aired before it can be aired in Japan that just hurts the show as a whole there is absolutely nothing that is positive when this happens because not only is this being I mean yeah, you can always argue when something's fan-subbed for the U.S. that we would never get to see it, we can never buy it, we can never support it. Thus, we're not hurting anybody by downloading and watching it or streaming it or what have you. Now, of course, if it's being streamed by Crunchyroll or some other streaming site or up at Funimation or something, then of course watch their streaming because then downloading it would be hurting something. You know what I mean? The way I look at it is, pirating is only pirating. If you can get it through some other legal means. Feasible legal means. I mean, of course, we could all go to Japan and buy a Blu-ray disc and blah, blah, blah. But that's not really feasible. Um, So something like, let's see, Bakemonogatari, that wasn't streaming or airing or being simulcasted anywhere in the U.S. So the only way you could see it were by fan subs. And I have no problem with that. That wasn't pirating in my eyes. But something like this, where it's posted before Japan even puts it on TV, is blatant pirating in its worst, and I hope these guys get brought to justice, honestly I do. As much as I like being able to get those sort of things, like, it happened with the Wolverine movie that came out not too long ago. There was a bootleg, no I don't want to say bootleg, there was a version of the film that came out before the special effects were even added and that was up on torrents and everybody watched no not everyone quite a few people watched it i myself didn't because one i want to support the movie and two because special effects are kind of nowadays an important part of the movie you know what i mean in fact they have been for a very very long time so i'm assuming that's things like wolverine without his claws without explosions you know and that kind of uh puts a damper on an action movie when there are no explosions and knives and swords and guns you know those sort of things Also, Wolverine, you know, specifically getting shot and, like, seeing the wound heal, that's, like, a big part of his character. So cutting out all those special effects, I don't see how I personally could watch a movie like that, but some people did. But my point is the same. That's blatant pirating, and it's horrible. It's never a good thing. And as much as I like to be able to see things before, you know, it feels like an insider's club like I saw that before you did you know or I was able to see it before you know what I'm saying uh, you know but still it's just not good another piece of news was Miyazaki and I'm sure everyone's talking about this one Miyazaki says that the iPad is disgusting and according again to ANN and Kotaku and other news sources he compares it to fapping which is quite interesting Um, seeing how the iPad doesn't support flash I don't see how you could watch anything that would support fapping Uh, yeah that's a that's an interesting idea you have there mister Miyazaki Um, I don't know maybe (laughs) you know I really don't know how to comment on this because Maybe because maybe he thinks that because it's a touchscreen and you rub your hand back and forth across the touchscreen. I have no idea. I, you know, and you know, with some of the films that that guy has been producing lately, I don't think anybody really knows what he's thinking anymore. It is he's kind of like, woohoo! You know, I'm a little old man. I'm wicked old, actually. You know, don't don't pay attention to me. I'm just here in my corner. You're supposed to respect me because of the things I did back in the day. Oh, goodness. Let's see. Other news would be the Battle of the Coma video. I've I've been telling you, oh, it's going to be revamped. Oh, it's going to be revamped. It's up. It's up on Anime3000 TV. The article has not been posted as of this recording, but it might be by tomorrow because, well, I'm recording this the day before it needs to be hosted, which is kind of, you know, in addition to there being no news and a quick review this is also being pushed out the door last minute so i'm trying to make this best i can as i said but anyway yeah uh, the new battle of the coma is out also there is an awesome awesome review i got to watch the other day by uh cj hitch hitchcock the anime movie review the amr reviews um and it reviewed psychic wars which is a horrible 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 anime But the review is awesome, and that's up on A3K TV as well. So go check that out, or just go to anime3000.com. Let's see. We're also working on... I guess I can pretty much unveil this completely and give you guys some details. We are working on a comedy program, I guess I want to call it. It's not really like an actual... It is a show. The way it started is uh, Josh Schaefer and I... Want to get together. And we, and we were like, you know, anime can be funny. I'm like, yeah, you know, we should make more jokes. Because we were scripting Battle of the Coma. I'm like, we should make some more jokes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, what jokes can we make in Battle of the Coma? You know, this is a pretty straightforward, action-oriented, more of an intellectual... I, I like to say intellectual, but honestly, it's just about two black and white characters fighting each other. You know, how much comedy can you have in there? I mean, I can add a little joke here and there, but it's not like you're going to have this awesome laugh, you know? So I was kind of thinking, how can we put more comedy in this without, you know, kind of downtoning everything else? So what we came up with is make a robot chicken anime style or an anime version of robot chicken. And that's what we've been doing. We've assembled a team. Uh, and I'm not sure if I want to announce who's in it quite yet. Kind of keep you guessing, you know. I want to be mysterious here. If anyone else, you know, listens to this and they want to tell you they're in it, you know, feel free, guys. I'm I'm just trying to string my listeners along. <laughs> but um, we got a team. We've got several segments ready to. If anyone, if you haven't watched Robot Chicken before, basically what the whole show is, it's a bunch of little skits that last, you know, a few minutes or a few seconds long and you know, you just stream them together and then bang, you have a show. You know, so it's constantly cutting, this is funny, this is funny, you know, all over the place. And um we've got a few things here and there and we're practically, you know, we're almost ready to do an entire episode. Which is exciting because, you know, we've been working hard at this. Um I want to give you guys a preview but I'm not sure because if I do that then I'll spoil pretty much quite a bit of an episode because yeah well I can't tell you that because then you'll go looking for it but just put it this way it's probably going to be around 5 minutes long that's where we're aiming because you know 30 second sketches or a minute or two here and there you know 5 minutes long of of nothing but pure laughs and you're going to love it of course this is going to be for anime fans who know what they're talking about you know, it's going to be pretty, pretty much if you're going out and listening to podcasts to, you know, get reviews of certain shows that you never heard before or you're, you know, crud. If you're producing your own podcast, you'll probably understand most of the humor. As long as you're pretty much not a retired who's stuck in his basement and no watches a show in an action, you'll pretty much be good. And, you know, if you go back in time and watch some of the older shows, you'll be set. And, uh, yeah, th- this video is an exciting, exciting adventure, I want to tell you. It's like every time it's quick and easier to produce compared to Battle of the Coma because Battle of the Coma seems to take forever when it comes to like, okay, here are the characters. Here's what they can do. And here's how the fight will go down. And here's how we have to script this and edit this. And it can be a very slow process for me anyway, especially now that I got Josh on. It becomes twice as slow because now I have to have someone else record their parts and bring it to me or send them to me or what have you and I'm not complaining I'm just giving you a perspective whereas I can sit down and in one afternoon I have a two-minute part ready you know what I'm saying so I'm not sure how often we want to produce this video because all of us have busy lives you know in fact just uh, today I came back from a job interview and I'm hoping that will land me a decent job finally you know got to get out there in the workforce and become a drone but uh you know and i know other people are starting to work as well in fact i, I got two other guys who've been job interviews and all that crap so yeah and people are in college and, and that sort of thing it's just it, everyone has their lives yeah and that's a, a great thing but the flip side is while we're living and making money um you guys would kind of be without a five minute video Uh you know, for a, you know, a certain period of time. I'm not sure if it's going to be weekly, which I would love to have a weekly video, but I don't see that being feasible. Maybe bi-weekly could definitely be possible, but monthly would definitely be you know, able to do that, and probably even increase the uh, time of the show, you know, how long it goes for. But that's pretty much what we're working on. It's excellent, excellent stuff. And uh, that's all the news I have. You know, I told you it's pretty much dried up. But yeah, so go check out Battle of the Coma. Go to the ADD Network. We're going to be recording uh, the next episode of Dysfunction on Friday. I'm not exactly sure as to when that's coming out, but I will be on that episode. So make sure you are following along and listening to, you know, the, the network, all the other podcasts. They're great. They're great shows on there. And we're going to be talking about... Uh, movies based off video games and i got a few good ones up my sleeve I, i'm pretty sure no one else has seen mm, and yeah it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good one so definitely keep that and follow that and go check out the videos and with that we have or i have a review of gunbuster by gynax and yeah like i said i just finished the series today so it's fresh in my mind and let's go on to that review In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Sick of elitist fans? Your first anime was Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> and you call yourself an odaku. Sick of fanboys? saying Haruhi? I mean, she's so stupid and cute and just kind of follows her all around all over the place and it's just so awesome. I love the series. Well, come on down to Super Happy Anime Fun Time, the anime podcast bringing you an objective fan's point of view to anime news, anime releases, and anime reviews. Check us out at Animeshaft.com Yeah <laughs> Once a check 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 your collaboration As mentioned, Gunbuster is a guy next show. It's one of the older ones they produced. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, the first show where Gynex introduced the Gynex Bounce. And even though that sounds kind of like, what? Gynex Bounce? What? That's, um, quite simply the way the boobies move when the girls move. And it's supposed to be this realistic way that they would bounce. Because before that, you would have really stiff, kind of boobs you know the girl may jump a thousand feet and land and like nothing would happen which of course let's be honest here that's not realistic where you know or you could have the opposite and they'd be flying all over the place slapping you silly and as enjoyable as the latter may be truly the guy in expounce is the most accurate as much as I go on and talk about that it is an important part of the show but the thing is the great part about the Gainax Bounce in Gunbuster is that even though there is fan service, and it's blatant fan service, it's not focused on that. It's in there pretty much almost every episode, I want to say. And for a six-episode OVA, you know, getting your, your dose <laughs> every episode. But it's not focused on that, like I said. It's focused more on the characters and really time the whole scape and scope of the episode takes or of the series rather sorry takes place over a phenomenal amount of time not just because they well not to get too nerdy on you but they do this time travel and it's theorized that when you travel the speed of light away from a light source or something like that that the people back behind you who are getting hit constantly by that light source at the same rate age super fast well you don't because the light can't catch up to you or something like that um, I'm not exactly sure with all the physics and how the science works and I could be completely wrong with how I mentioned it but just for the sake of this review let's say I'm correct because that's how the show works And I realize that the show the physics doesn't always work it's not real physics but whatever it's an anime i mean come on the people have blue and pink hair for crying out loud so when i say it's about time and and all that such because they're they travel uh quite a few times at light speed and the first time it's like six years or something i don't quite remember but your main our main characters are high school girls you know 16 17 years old and they get recruited into the army, I guess you could call it. They're, they're fending off some alien force. And the way it's described is that this alien force is like white blood cells, whereas humanity is kind of like a virus. It doesn't really do anything good for the universe. It's kind of just there, a foreign matter that would pro- the universe would probably be better off without. And of course, that's all fine and dandy for the universe, because if you look at the universe as a body, then as long as we're gone, the universe is great. So if you look at it that way, the aliens are the heroes. But from our perspective, we're not purposely trying to hurt the universe. So our existence is kind of justified by, well, our will to survive. So when something comes to try and kill us, we fight back. And that's exactly what happens, and that's why... Our main character Noriko becomes a pilot, and she pilots a Mecha and all that. And at first, she's really, really bad at it. I mean, wicked bad. They have uh, just for an example, they have something called the auto stabilizer, and this is the reason why I kind of like this show. Is because the Mecha genre, I guess you could call it, is a sla- is like a it's like both real. And Super Robot. And it's kind of hard to describe. I guess maybe the closest thing I can think of in comparison would be like Evangelion. Honestly, what's the practicality of a robot that's bigger than a skyscraper? Well, I suppose if you're fighting enemies that big, it becomes quite practical. But all honesty, not that practical. But at the same time, it runs off realistic or runs off some form of realism. Whereas in Gunbuster, at the very end, there's the giant mech, which is the Gunbuster, which is pretty much like something you would see in Gurren Lagann, or we just slaughtering everything. And it's pretty unrealistic to have something that big being able to do that much damage, blah, 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 while the rest of the mechs are kind of sucky. So, I mean, it's like a real robot show where the ultimate mech is a super robot. That's the best way to describe it. Now, back to the auto-stabilizer thing, as I was mentioning. Because it's a real robot, it has auto-stabilizers, which means that instead of having to constantly adjust and use the controls to stay standing still without you know wobbling or teetering over and stuff, they use something called the auto-stabilizer. Makes sense, right? Hence the name. Well, in the beginning of the first episode, the coach says, okay, everyone... And they're all lined up like a assembly. Like a uh, you would see in school or such. They're all lined up in their the little mechs and all that. And he says, okay, now all of you, turn off your auto-stabilizers. And they all start wobbling, except for one. And that would be... Uh, I forget her name, because uh, Noriko refers to her as sama Basically, she is the ace. The best pilot in school. And... Noriko really looks up to her. But the problem is Noriko really really sucks. In fact, turn off the auto auto stabilizer and she causes havoc. She ends up like knocking everyone down or something like some big comical scene and uh, at some point the coach has them run laps with their robots, you know, to get used to the controls and stuff without the auto stabilizers on. Noriko tries, but of course she collapses, you know, makes a mess of herself. And everything else. And so the coach says, Okay, you do the laps on your own legs. And like, think about that for a second. A giant robot running a lap? Three steps for a giant robot is like 600 steps for you. (laughs) Just saying. So of course, Noriko gets the burning passion of a mecha pilot to become better. And to truly strengthen her skills. And she's like, coach and of course in japanese kochi 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 which uh, <laughs> i always kind of giggled at hearing you know cute little voice actors go kochi you know sorry anyway she's asking well how come Onesama is so good but i'm not and he's like well look at her and there's like a picture she's <laughs> or not no, there's a scene where she's doing the rocky you know, run she's running up a bunch of steps with iron clogs on her feet and he's like she's trying hard you need to try harder and so <laughs> i'm laughing like um over dramatic a little bit you know who who goes out running in public with iron clogs just why don't you try running faster you know you know what i'm saying instead of i mean i understand resistance training is effective but like try running fast on sand there you go. You got plenty of resistance training. Then you know you don't need to run upstairs with iron clogs. Granted, iron clogs is probably more effective. But the other thing is, if the iron clogs are really so much that they're a stress for you to run in, how the hell do you carry those back home when you're done? You'd be tired, especially if you're pushing yourself to your limit. It just doesn't quite add up. But okay, you know, just for the sake of the show, it's Gynex, You know, there's got to be a little bit over the top, and so. That convinces Noriko to try harder. And long story short, they end up going up into space. Where everyone is fighting off this alien threat. And stuff happens. Noriko ends up going out to battle. Where she gets completely scared shitless. Where... uh, I don't want to spoil too much. But something happens to one of her friends. Something happens to her and her partner, Onesama Because, yeah... They get picked to be a, a pair. They, everybody is a, is a pair when in when they operate their mechs. They work together. So when Noriko and Onesama don't quite get along, they end up splitting up in their partnership, and that causes a whole bunch of problems. But Noriko ends up going out to war because they've split up. She's practically alone, and of course she's reading the scanners. And, like, enemies are coming by left and right, and they're just passing her. Because she's just sitting there. You know, they're not going to bother with her. And she's like, well... You know, just, just... You know, scared shitless, honestly. She's sitting there. She wants to help. But she's paralyzed of her fear of what is going on. She's seeing people getting blown up. She's seeing other mechs, you know, killing these things... You know, the enemy or whatnot. Um, but mainly, it decides to focus on Noriko. And, and she's really just... It's almost like a scene out of Evangelion, which would be a future production, where Shinji's just in the cockpit. And, he, and all you see is Shinji, and he's just kind of like, almost spacing out, but at the same time, his breathing's heavy and he's like, I don't—I really don't know what to do. And for anyone who's been in a fearful situation like that, I have once before, and its it's not fun clearly. You know, you sit there and you're trying to contemplate what your next move should be, but yet your mind doesn't seem to work. So that aspect, I could kind of relate to Noriko. Not that I've ever been in a mech in the middle of a full-scale battle, but you know, you kind of get my point. The story goes on, and finally, no surprise, our main character, Noriko, gets picked to pilot the Gunbuster, the biggest badasses mech. Badasses? That asses is basically the most badass mech in the whole series. And, of course, it needs to combine. And so that means there needs to be a pair. Thus, we see that the whole reason that they're doing pairs is because they're trying to figure out the best pilots for the gunbuster. And so, you know, the ships fuse together and Onesama is in the other one. And Noriko's in the primary op- operators, uh cockpit, I guess, because the way it works, and to pull out a little more real robot... See, this is what's cool about this series, is it's real robot and super robot. Super robot, you know, like this... It just sits there, crosses its arms, and everything dies, because it has laser beams and shit. But at the same time, you go inside, and you see Onoisama's, you know, pressing all the things and making sure that the robot's staying put, while Noriko is up in this like, sphere... And it's reading all her movements. So if she moves to punch something, the mech punches something. You know. So it's almost like a DS touchscreen, <laughs> um, touch sensitive, I guess. And so, without trying to spoil too much, they end up, as I mentioned, going f- super fast, light speed a couple times, and then coming back. And it wreaks a havoc on their life for both of them. Honestly. Because Sama falls in love with someone, but that someone, you know, think about it. If you fell in love with someone and then spent six, you know, if you were five minutes away from them and then you go back to Earth and now they're six years older, that would, that would be mentally you're the same person. You know, it was only five minutes ago, but now you have to somehow absorb the six years you were gone. And I don't even know if that's really humanly possible, if you think about that. I mean, it's not something that we've ever dealt with, you know? It, I mean, I'm sure there are co- uh, coma patients who have had to deal with that. But the thing is, coma patients still age. Their bodies still grow old. Which I guess would be even more of a shock. You wake up and you're 40 years old after being in a coma for 20 years or something. But this is kind of different. You're conscious through the whole thing. You're five minutes away. You just went through a horrible, devastating, scary mission, and you come back, and everyone's cheering you on, and you're in the... I mean, can you imagine? You'd be in the history textbooks in the five minutes you were gone. You know what I'm saying? And they do that a couple times, and coming back, it takes forever, basically, in normal human years. So they basically lose a lot of their friends and a lot of the relationships they've had. And in fact, that's uh, in the later the last two episodes, Noriko finally gets back in touch with one of her her best friends. Of course, her best friend is now like 27 or something. Is now a mother and at the very end of the series becomes an old lady, you know, like he's, she's in her 40s or 60s or something cuz she's got an adult child now who's now older than Noriko because Noriko's been traveling, is she's still like 16 or 17 or 18 or whatever at this point. And, you know, I you know I try to... And this is the thing I like about Gynex, is because they use a semi-rational... You know, light speed is really not obtainable, I understand that, but just for the sake of the review, let's say it is, take something semi-rational like that and use it to introduce this grand psychological scheme. And that's something I like about this show, is that even though the ma- you know, the, the sci-fi doesn't hold up, which is fine, it's a, it's a robot show, you know? Like, go, Danner, did I really expect the science to hold through? No. You know? In my opinion, combining robots and stuff is just bullcrap, you know? We would probably never do that. But, anyway, just for the... It's just... They... Find a way to take something legitimate and make it not only like this physical, like, oh, she's been traveling all this time, so now you get to see all the characters in different stages of their life while our main character stays the same age. Well, yeah, but that's all. that also has to have a psychological effect. And so you can watch Gunbuster just purely as, okay, it's a hard sci-fi mech show. And enjoy it that way. But you can also watch it for purely a psychological standpoint, or even a spiritual standpoint, because Nariko, I feel, is a very spiritual character. She's not... I mean, when I say spiritual, I don't mean like, go to church, say your prayers, bullshit. I mean more along the lines of your feelings that you know are produced when you're watching this character, and the feelings that are trying to be conveyed by the character. She's a very, very spiritual character in that sense. So, I mean, if you pay attention to that and pay attention to what she's feeling and what you're feeling, you can contemplate that in your own mind and it will keep you entertained just as well as watching mechs blow up and blow other things up. So, honestly, this series is great. Uh, I love it, but at the same time, it's not something I would introduce to a new anime fan. It's kind of rough... At the start, like, I, I tried watching this once before. I watched the first episode, it was like, meh. I watched the second episode, meh, and then I stopped. And now I came back and rewatched it. You know, or watched it properly, I should say. And to a certain, a certain extent, I still stand by, you know, the first couple episodes are meh. But once you get to three and you're, you know, you're pretty much there. 4 yeah, you're you're pretty much hooked by 4. Once you watch 4, you have to finish the series, of course. By then you're already halfway through it, so you know, but it's only 6 episodes and for me to say meh, when it's only 6 episodes has to kind of tell you something because I like short series. So, if I quit out of episode 1 and 2 for, you know, a 6 episode series, it has to be pretty meh. And it it was, honestly. But looking past that, it's still a pretty strong series. I have yet to watch Gunbuster 2. In fact, that's why I started watching this one, is because I picked up Gunbuster 2 by accident. And so I'm like, I know it has no relation to each other, but I still want to see the original one before I watched Gunbuster 2. It'd be like, yeah, you can still watch the Evangelion movies, or the, or the Guren Lagan movies without seeing the series, but it's really better if you Well, maybe that's a bad, because those are compilation-slash-adaptation movies or something. But you get what I'm saying? It'd be like Spider-Man. You know, even though the Spider-Man... Well, no, that still doesn't work. (laughs) Spider-Man cartoon. It'd be like... You can watch a Spider-Man cartoon and know absolutely nothing about Spider-Man. It has its own storyline, has its own whatever. But if you want to go back and see the source material first... That cartoon simply means more to you, you know, or will mean more to you after you've seen the original source work, and that's kind of what I want to do is go back. Um, I also, note that the last episode is in grayscale, and I don't mean black and white; I mean grayscale. And you're asking, well, how can how can I tell that? Well, because one, I've seen all the colors that everything is in the series, and two, it's. Black and white pretty much is just what it sounds like. Black and white in different shades of gray. This, of course, it's just, you know, grayscale, black and white, different shades of gray. But it looks like it was colored and then put into black and white, which I don't quite understand why they did that. Not that it was a distraction. In fact, it was quite opposite. Now I was more focused on everything. But, um, you know, I would have enjoyed some color for this. But for some reason, the black and white. Stripped away, um, because like when I watch an anime, I'm, I'm con- you know, I shouldn't say constantly thinking, but the idea of my mind, like, wow, this was well done, this was drawn really cool, uh, I love that color. But the thing is, for, you know, making it black and white, I forgot one that it was an older show because that's something you get really, really bad in older shows when it's colored, is you get that grainy kind of look, which is fine, I don't mind it, but with the black and white, you don't get so much because well, it's black and white, it blends in. And um, two, because it's black and white, again, back to the psychological thing, if you think about it, this is the finale. They wanted to present this in a way that was totally different. And did they do that? No, oh, definitely. In fact, at the last battle, they have a montage of drawings instead of actual animation, which I enjoyed deeply, because the drawings were beautiful and, you know... Instead of having like some trying to do some epic battle, they just simply said show bits and clips of it. And because they did that, you now have to piece those together as to what's happening. And whenever you have to work for something, it's my belief personally that one you understand it better. Well, yeah, that's pretty much proven. But like implied, something that's implied is can be completely stronger. Than something that is blatantly shown. Like look at the Dark Knight. That scene where the Joker breaks. A, uh, a pool cue. And says okay we're going to try it. It's so the last one standing is on my team. I believe that has a more. Profound effect on you. The viewer. Than it does if you were just to show. Somebody being stabbed. Because violence is desensitizing. But when you have to create that violence. It simply becomes personal. And when you make something personal, you get more out of it. Makes sense. And that's just my belief. So, you know, that kind of, by showing less, it gave you more, I guess is what I could say. Would I say to check this out? Yes, I say to check it out if you're a Mecha fan, if you're a Next fan, if you're an old anime fan, or if you're just looking for a short little series to watch. If you're looking for something new, and I don't mean new as in like the new summer season, I mean something that you don't see a lot of, this is definitely... A good one to to look at, because it has some aspects that simply are not used in anime nowadays anymore, and it's an older show, so it's definitely good to go back to the roots of anime and see where stuff came from. So, Gynex, good show, man. I would like to see, you know, more of that original kind of feel to you. You know, it's like the newer shows you've been doing. I mean, yeah, I loved Gurren Lagann, but pretty, you know, that wasn't That wasn't really original, you know. It was pretty much a Gernlagon is like Indiana Jones. There's pretty much nothing original about it, but it's it's unoriginality that makes it so good. Um, For those of you who watch Indiana Jones, you'll you'll pretty much understand what I'm saying. But yeah, Gynex, I want to see something new like this again, please. I don't want to see